So today on the podcast, we have Kayla Houchin, owner of Indulgence Baking Co. here in Fargo, North Dakota. Kayla is our third guest on the Power of Women series, and she has such a cool story, and I'm excited to have her on the podcast to share it with you all. So Kayla, to start, do you want to just tell everyone a little bit about your business? Okay, so Indulgence Baking Company, um, (laughs) let's see. I started baking. I did my first wedding when I was 17, and um, so that was 13 years ago. That's young. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was kind of random how it started. So I, in high school for a few years, I waitressed at uh, this restaurant in town. And on like special events like Thanksgiving and Christmas, I think Easter, I would make a couple cheesecakes for the restaurant and they would just sell them by the slice. And then someone had my cheesecake and she was looking for cheesecake for her daughter's wedding. Um, so I ended up baking for that. It was 12 cheesecakes and oh my goodness. it was 17. And then I didn't really stop after that. Um, yeah, the next wedding I baked for was um, a high school friend a couple years later. I was 19. And then really from 19 on, it really kind of took off. And then all throughout college at NDSU, um, I would just bake on the side and that would kind of be my full-time job. I never had another job besides it takes a lot of time. That, Yeah, it would. Some weeks it would. It just, you never know how busy you're going to be, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, some weeks I'd get a lot of orders. Some weeks maybe I'd get one or two, and it, it would fluctuate a lot. But um, generally it kept me busy. Uh, yeah, pretty, yeah. Good. Um, and so what about, like, <clears throat> what all do you offer? Is it just cakes? Is it cupcakes? Is it cookies? So it's it's quite a, it's a variety of sweets. Um, the first thing I started making was cheesecake, but now I'll make um, really into like cakes, um, cupcakes. I've been doing for a long time. Sugar cookies, macarons or macaroons. What? Ooh, those are fancy. Yeah, they're they're really fun. So that's an area that I focused on because they're so popular. So I teach classes. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So it's about a two and a half hour class with me. Um, right now I have, I've got six people in it and I offer those anywhere from like one to three times a month. Yeah, that's been fun. I've been doing that for a year now. Last January was my first wow. class. That's super fun. Yeah, we've had about, I don't know this exact number, 30 some classes I've gotten to teach and they've all filled. Oh, so that's, that's cool. Awesome. I've never had like an empty spot. Where do you normally teach the classes at? Ah. Uh, I've moved around a lot the past year, um, just trying to figure out my next step and whatnot. So I'm currently actually sharing with a restaurant, Usher's House, in downtown Moorhead. Okay. And they are closed on Sundays. So on Sundays, oh, that kitchen, that space, um, I can do my classes and whatever I want there. So yeah, that's been that's been working out well um, for the time being. Um, <clears throat> so I know you said that you started kind of at 17 when you did a wedding, but what kind of made you want to start the business like full time being, this is my job. This is what I'm going to spend, you know, a lot of time on and make it an income. I, I've always liked baking. Um, some of my earliest memories are in the kitchen with my babysitter growing up, uh, Carla DeYoung. And there's, you know, she's got pictures of me. I'm standing on a chair, like covered in flour and like I'm five years old and I'm baking with her 
she'd always pull up a chair. I'd be standing on a chair. I'd be sitting on the countertop. And she just always let me make the biggest messes in her kitchen. And she didn't care. So that's really definitely where my love of baking came into play. And then just the fact that it's like we're always making stuff and we're, you know, we're giving mm-hmm. it away. So it just to see someone, just their smile or their look or they know that, you know, they enjoyed something that you made them. Um, so that was a big part of it, too. Um, I'm from a very small town, Fezzeden, North Dakota. So, gosh, like I feel like the whole school know about, knew about uh, Carla's cookies. <laughs> Literally every holiday you could think of. I would bring sugar cookies to school. I still use that recipe today. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, my birthday, Easter. There were like seven or eight holidays. And then we also always made chocolate chip cookies that I would just randomly, I feel like, bring in a couple times a month. That's so fun. I wish I would have been with you in high school. You get a, <laughs> it would have been a fun treat every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. My classmates, yeah, they they were spoiled. And even in college, uh, I have a physical education and health degree kind of ironic, um, from NDSU and my cohort, cohort group into, you know, when I determined my major and whatnot, there were like 16 of us, I think two girls and 14 or 15 guys. But, um, I would just try new things. And lots of them at the time were different cupcake recipes because there's just so many fillings and different things you can put into cupcakes Mm -hmm. that, uh, not everyone thinks about, but they would get so many treats. They were like my guinea pigs in school. (laughs) What about who was your biggest supporter when you first started? Hmm. That's a tough question. (laughs) It's like everyone almost knew me growing up as this person who baked. So I feel like I always had lots of support, but it, gosh, just friends and family and (laughs) that's a tough one. No, it's a hard question because I feel And I just loved it. So it's like. I think whether I was going to get a bunch of support or not, I was going to do it. But I mean, most people like sweets. And if, if you find something that's, you know, if it's good and you want it and. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone played a little bit of a part, I think, maybe. Is that. Yeah. So many people. And just even throughout the years in Fargo, just people have been ordering me since like 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. And they still order for me to this day. Loyal. And there's some businesses. Yeah. Lots of people. Um, lots of my clients are really loyal. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really special because if, you know, if I didn't have that, I, I wouldn't get to do, mm-hmm. do this. And it's something that I really love to do. That's awesome. Um, what about, what was the hardest part about starting? Oh, I mean, this can be still too, like those, um, you know, like the foundation parts, the analytics parts, the finances. I think there's so many different aspects of starting a business. Yeah. So. I still struggle with a lot of those aspects. Um, definitely as things on the business side. Um, thankfully, my dad is an accountant. Oh, that helps. So that's helped a lot. Um, and kind of, I've probably given him a few big headaches over the years. <laughs> and yeah, I'm slowly learning. Um, but still, I've I've got a lot to learn. And just really, yeah, the business side. Because I can... You know, the creative side, the baking side in the kitchen is is really great, but people forget there's so many more aspects mm-hmm. to it. That's just such a little part of the whole picture, everything yeah. you have to do. So some days it's it's kind of daunting, really, all the things that go into it. Um, so, yeah, I'm 
still learning a lot most days. Um, well, and like you said, your dad was an accountant, but I, when I first started my business, I was at a loss of like, okay, where do I start? Where do I put my money in? What do I need to focus on right away? So what do you think is worth spending your money on when it comes to starting your business, whether that be lawyers, accountants, graphic designers, things like that? Oh, definitely. You definitely want a good accountant or someone who knows, you know, what they're doing with that, especially Mm -hmm. obviously for tax purposes and all that. And there's so many things, you know, like write-offs and stuff that I literally, I know five years ago, I'd be like, what's that? Like, like I was clueless, but the good thing is like, you can always learn and it's like, you don't know something, but like, you don't know it yet. Mm -hmm. There's always time to become, you know, we can, you can almost search anything on Google and learn yes. about it or learn it from a teacher or mm-hmm. someone, what you need to know to become, to do better at, you know, your business, whatever you're doing. Um, gosh. Yeah, lawyers too, but I, I have a pretty basic contract, but I didn't, for weddings now that people have to sign, you know, and pay a deposit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that till like 2018. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was like way behind the curve, I think. <laughs> um, and thankfully in all those years, I didn't, I didn't really have anything come into play where it was like, whoops, I really should have yeah. had a contract. Like, thankfully it worked out, but now I'm like, what if, like, <laughs> yeah, the more, the more things you know, the better, uh, mm-hmm. the better you generally do, I think. And it's nicer too, if you don't have to learn the hard way, which luckily you didn't, but yeah, too many things I haven't haven't had to learn the hard way yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about, <clears throat> I think we, as entrepreneurs, we kind of, sometimes there's times of like self-doubt, second guessing and things like that. Uh, how do you maneuver through those? Uh, thankful, I mean, I know lots of people who are entrepreneurs themselves, especially in the wedding circuit. I've gotten to know so many wedding vendors and some of them have become you know some of my best friends and biggest supporters and you know when I'm having a rough day there's you know there's people that I know I can always call or text and um I'm always gonna get some something that will uplift me from them but even at the end of the day I still love what I do so I don't I don't have a ton of self-doubt typically um I, yeah, I really just enjoy what I do and I know that it's, you know, it's, it's benefiting others too lots of the times because uh, I think one of the most important things I do is I like to combine my baking with giving. Um, so I've got a lot of opportunities with that and it's, I'm just super driven and super motivated and tenacious just in the things that I want to support and the best for, way for me to support those and to give is to bake and just, you know, involve other people if they want to be a part of it. But, um, yeah, so I'm just, I love baking, but I also love giving, and they're both really big yeah. driving forces in my life. Well, why don't you kind of expand on that giving part? I think, you know, how does that all come into play? Okay, so, I mean, the nothing new people, you know, for a long time now have probably been combining, like, their passions and their talents and, you know, things they enjoy doing with a bigger purpose, a purpose greater than them, um, a purpose to serve others. So over the years, I've uh, helped raise uh, over $150,000. Oh, my goodness. Um, just to things I really care about. Yeah. Um, and most of them, 
involve baking. Uh, to give you an, a few examples, when I was uh, in junior high and like a freshman in high school, my mom had breast cancer. Uh, and she's, you know, she's doing great now. She's in remission. And at the time it was, I, I hardly knew other than the fact that she didn't have hair. Mm -hmm. Like she'd, her and my dad would get up at like five in the morning and drive to Bismarck and she'd have her chemo or radiation and they'd come back. And my oldest brother was in high school at the time. So sometimes someone would be at the house, but usually we could just get ourselves ready for Mm -hmm. school. And we lived really close to school. And they they both work together, and they're entrepreneurs themselves. So, you know, it was they could it's fine to miss work, and that they'd be back by like ten a.m. and just things that I I didn't realize till I was like twenty, really nineteen, twenty. Like, wow, she was a superhero, this warrior that yeah, you would hardly tell all the stuff she was going through. And uh, all four of us, my siblings and I, were. You know, small town, we're in every sport, everything you can be in. Mm-hmm. And they didn't miss a single thing, you know. So she just she just almost went on every day and just as if she didn't have that cancer. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do something to honor her. And that's when Bras on Broadway was going on. Oh, yeah. The Hotel Donaldson. Um, and then all the money they raise stays in, like, North Dakota and at some parts of Minnesota. So I made cupcakes with a breast cancer sugar cookie. And I did that for three or four years, I think four. And that raised, I think, over $13,000 over the years. Oh, my goodness. But there were, you know, I made 1,000 cupcakes in October and 1,000 sugar cookies. And I, there were so many nights where I didn't sleep. And I I still do that to this day, but it's, it's just part of it and it's, at the end of the day, I'm typically okay with it. Yeah. Um, and then with Charity Water, so an organization that I'm really, has really become a huge part of my life. Um, so Charity Water just believes in a future where everyone has clean and safe drinking water. Because mm-hmm. the reality is today, 785 million people That's so many. don't have access to life's most basic need. It's it's really hard to imagine that statistic because how do we how do we even see how do you imagine that many people? Yeah. It's about two times the population of the entire U.S. Wow, like one in ten people. Yeah. So you know they're making really really great strides in um, changing that. They're on a mission to change it. So I'm so uh, just honored and proud to be a part of that. So they do birthday campaigns. Really took off for them years ago. Just really simple concept, like giving away your birthday. Like, I recently turned 30, so I'm asking people for mm. to donate $30. So I've done a few of those. Um, like, the one last year really took off. That was so cool to see the generosity of folks. Because my goal was 4000 some dollars. It was... Um, it was actually $30 times, like, I think 158, like, how many students I teach at school oh, okay. every day. Because um, I've I've got a part-time teaching job as well. But um, we raised over $17,500 that campaign. Wow. Yeah, That's that was, awesome. That was really cool. And a, a well costs typically 10000 to 12000 just depending on the area. Um, so this is all going on in developing countries they work in. I think 28 countries. Um, 
So a lot, a lot of the stuff I do right now revolves around charity water. Um, just because I've seen, I know the impact they're making. Mm-hmm. And I've seen what clean water can do. It literally changes, transforms their whole life. And one of the really, the really sad things about dirty water and lack of like sanitation in toilets, it kills over 4,000 children every day. Wow. The world. More, um, more people than any form of violence, including wars. I did not know that. So yeah, dirty water and a lack of sanitation. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's staggering and it's, it's interesting how um, more people aren't talking about mm-hmm. this. Because yeah. it, it is a global crisis. Um, but there's so much good news. The good news is that it's completely solvable. Mm-hmm. Your business has a lot going on. <laughs> Speaking, I'll, I'll say one more thing about Charity Water. So there's a Fargo Gala for Charity Water coming up on May 7th. The founder of Charity Water, Scott Harrison, he's... Um, I've got so much respect and admiration for the guy. He's... a uh, Definitely changed my life, but um, he is coming to speak at the event, and he's he's absolutely phenomenal. Um, he's got a best best selling New York Times book called Thirst. Okay. Um, just a really redemptive and compelling story, and about his mission to bring clean water to the world. Um, very yeah, influential guy in the stuff he's done. They uh, so far ch- charity water. So in thirteen years, they've. Raised over $400 million from wow. over a million donors, yep. such as you and I, whoever wants to give. And then they've funded over 44,000 water projects, which have given over 10 million people clean water. That's incredible. So, yeah, they're making huge strides. There's just, you know, there's a there's still a long ways to go, but there's so much mm-hmm. hope and optimism around the issue as well. Yeah. Um. So this is kind of switching gears here, but do you have any employees for your? Um, I've got two part-time employees. They've been with me for 13 months now, and I always tell them that they're my saving graces. (laughs) It's so funny. For the longest time, I was like, I'm doing everything Mm -hmm. on my own. Like, nope. And it's like, if you want to accomplish bigger things, if you want to do more, you have to have help. You have to. That's the only way you're going to grow. Um. So yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I need more help some days, but I've got <laughs> two. Yeah, and they're yeah, they're pretty awesome. Um, what did you kind of learn about being a boss to others? Because I think you know, after you're being a boss to yourself for so many years, and then you kind of include other people, it's like, oh wait, whoa. Yeah, I'm still. It's been 13 months, and you know what varies a lot how often they work. Um, a month. It's been like anywhere from like 10 to 30 hours a month they'll work, but I'm still almost navigating that because I don't think I'm a great boss. Like it's just so, like I'm, I'm usually running around my kitchen sometimes <laughs> like at a million miles per hour. And then just to see, you know, like they're so new to it and there's so much they have to learn. Mm-hmm. So I just need to take a step back and, you know, I just really need to explain things and really show them Mm -hmm. not just tell them and show them and have them get a feel for it and just kind of step back and be um patient sometimes but you still you know you still want to hold them to a standard you still want to hold them accountable um yeah no and the best I think thing is to just learn by doing so like you said like instead of just telling them showing them and then having them do it yeah I think that saves a lot of time actually yeah I think so too in the long run Yep. 
Because there's, yeah, there's been times where I just kind of told them to do something. And then, like, I'm watching. And then I keep going over there. And it's like, well, yeah. this, you're not being helpful either. Like. Yeah. <sighs> um, what about, what would you look for in a potential employee if other people wanted to join your team? Oh, man. Uh, one day I'll definitely, um, I think, expand more. Um I'm just, I'm someone who's so driven and just has lots of core, core values. So they'd have to be, they'd really have to, it's funny, none of these things like align with baking, but they'd really have to be like a giving, generous person yeah. and really care about serving others because that's. Well, that's a big part of your business. Yeah. That's yeah. really the, I think the cornerstone of which my life kind of focuses around. Um, so they'd really have to, you know, kind of care about some of the things I'm doing as Mm -hmm. well that relate to my business, but really don't have anything to do with baking. Um, And, you know, just, just that they're, they're willing to learn new things Mm -hmm. and that they're flexible. Yeah. Um, That's a big thing for me. My schedule. And I suppose it kind of different, like every day. Well, and I suppose it revolves more around too. Like if you have an order, if there's an event and things like that, and that could just come up. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to be flexible and just that, you know, I have to be able to count on them and depend on them because there's, you know, there's been two times now and she's, she's also in the wedding circuit. She doesn't bake or anything, but she's had to set up events for me because mm. I've been, one time I was in Nashville, the last time I was actually uh, at the Charity Water, their their biggest fundraiser, their ball in San Francisco. And those were both booked after I'd booked these big weddings. Oh, okay. So like, I baked for them, but I'm like, who's going to set this up? Who's Right. You know, that was really hard. But then I found someone I was like, oh, okay, she's reliable. Yep. I I don't have to worry. It's all good. But that I was kind of in panic mode for a little while. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do this unless I, I need, yeah, just in relying on other people. And that's, you have to do that. You can't do everything on your right. own. Right. And you can do much more when you have a team too, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of changes the whole ball game when you add in more people, I think. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone wanting to start a business? Uh, just start. <laughs> Even if you don't know what you're doing. That's yes. what I did. I still don't know what I'm doing yeah. half the time. Um, you kind of just learn as you but go. You, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. You do learn so much as you go. And, you know, you could spend so much time thinking about things, mm-hmm. but then not actually doing them. And it's like, where does that land you? I... I tend to get an idea and I absolutely run with it. And I know it's, you know, in hindsight, like it's not always like the best idea. <laughs> um, but still, I've still like I've never regretted any of the things that I've taken and ran with. Because at the end of the day, they've they've still done something. I've still learned a lot. Um, you know, definitely would have done things different. And I'm not uh, for someone who aches and does the things I do I can be really impatient sometimes mm-hmm. so good night and I'll get so fired up and I'll get so excited and I just won't <laughs> won't always uh um I just see the big picture yeah I don't always know how to get there so I yeah just start yeah but just start mm-hmm. I like that sometimes you just need that like kick in the butt like just start just do it um, so to kind of wrap up today, what can we all see from your business in the future? 
Oh man, <laughs> I've got lots of lots of dreams written down, but it's like I'm working towards a few of those right now. Um, but in gosh, I was still in college. I was I went to NDSU for a while, <laughs> but I was 22 or 23, and I wrote um, some things I wrote down. I'm always into. I've always been a person that's written things down. I think. Um, I guess goals, dreams, but. Um, one of the things, you know, I had written down is to combine baking and giving, you know, the things that you're passionate about. And it, it's so funny because I remember dreaming, like, if I could teach part-time in the mornings, and if then if I had my own baking company, like, that would be so cool. That would be the dream. And that's kind of what I'm doing right yeah. now. I, I can't believe that I've got this part-time teaching job where I can go for three hours a day and be in the gym with these kids that I love at this fabulous school. Um, and then that they also know that I'm, I also travel quite a bit. So I've missed right. a lot of school and they're, they're flexible with me. And like, that's kind of been a dream that I can do that and navigate that. Um, but then it's, my next step is my own space. Cause mm-hmm. I share right now with the restaurant. So having my own space and actually rebranding, I've got a new name that I will have come be coming yeah. out. Um, just something that's, that's a lot. Yeah, it just means a lot more to me, and it's just so. It's just a lot more me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know exactly how indulgence baking cocaine. <laughs> like I do a little bit, but yeah, it was like two college girlfriends and myself, like over like a bottle of wine one night, like writing some names down and like. Yeah. Literally the next day, I just, like, picked one. I was like, sure, sounds good. I didn't put any <laughs> thought or rhyme or reason, like, into yeah. it. But sometimes so it takes some time to find what, you know, what you're passionate about, what would be meaningful yeah. for a name. So, and yeah, it's like, for years, I didn't even think about it, which now I'm like, that's so strange. And this past year, I've really thought about it and, yeah, know what I want it to be, but I'm waiting to have mm-hmm. my own own official space before we rebrand gotcha well i'm very excited i'm gonna be looking out for that for the new name and new space that'll be super exciting yes thank you i'm yeah i'm i'm really anxious to to see where where this all how it all plays out yeah well thanks for coming in the studio today and chatting with us and i think everyone will find it very helpful that's why i wanted to do this series was everyone's story is so different that Anyone who listens is going to find something from someone that can help them. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for asking me this. This has been really fun. This is the first time I've ever, I guess, gotten to be part of a podcast. Um, They're fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Everyone just has their own unique path and story mm-hmm. and they should just own it. Yeah, I agree. Well, thanks again for coming on.